Here we go. What's up, everybody? ESK back for part two of the Friday Double Dip, the UFC Nashville betting show. Similar to PDPs, we start always by looking back. We go to UFC 291 last weekend in Salt Lake City, Utah at the Delta Center. And boy, oh boy, was it a good night. As I said on the earlier video today, we went 10 and 1 with the picks. A good night with the picks doesn't always necessarily mean a good night with the plays. But we had ourselves a good night at the betting window. $735 out, $1,815.62 in in return for a $1,080.62 profit, a 147.02% ROI. We hit the prelims parlay. We hit the Derek Lewis triple stack. Money line, finish, first round finish. We hit the Gaethje money line and finish. It was a terrific day overall, a banner day overall. There were still some tickets that we didn't connect on. There were still a couple bets that we didn't hit. That's fine. We were one fight away from running the table, which would have been crazy, but it's fine. Not going to sit here and talk about what we didn't get. Going to talk about what we did get. And a $1,000 profit plus is a fantastic week. They don't come every week, so I'm not going to sit here and lament what I didn't get when I turned a thousand dollar profit, a 10 unit profit, if you will. Year to date, $8,815 out, $7,396.65 in. So we're still down $1,418.35, a negative 16.09% ROI. Last week cut the deficit in half. So we're now it's just about continuing to chip away. Now it's continuing to make that progress. Not looking for big shots to do it in in big chunks. I'm trying to be smart this week. There are some plays that I scribbled down on my original pad that I then, as I was putting them into my spreadsheet where I keep track of them all, pulled them out. We've got a couple of bigger bets and we went a couple of bigger bets with fights that I feel are going to go a certain way. But overall, we're trying to keep it, trying to be smart with some of this, not chasing another week like last weekend but just looking to have success this weekend. Before we get to the plays, as always, I will remind you to please wager responsibly. This is for me, numbers on that spreadsheet. I did not make $700 worth of bets last weekend. Just not a thing I'm doing. This is monopoly money for me. This is a way to have some added investment, some added interest in this fight card on Saturday for yourselves, your loved ones, if you are struggling with problem gambling, there are notes, there are links, excuse me, in the show notes for help centers in the United States, Canada, the, the United Kingdom, and Ireland. My DMs are always open. I do not want this to be an issue for anyone. If it is, please seek out help, however, wherever you can. Let's have fun with this. Let's just, you know, let's only be putting in what we can afford to lose. Let's just have fun with this. It's it's meant to be a good time. Not a problem, not a headache, not a hassle. Bets are going to make you sweat anyways. Let's not sweat real life circumstances attached to those bets. Which brings us to UFC Nashville. Saturday, August 5th at Bridgestone Arena. I'm getting ahead of myself here. A great fight card as always. We're going to go top to bottom. We're going to talk about every fight and touch on whether there are bets or not. So we start in the main event, Corey Sanhagen and Rob Font. 
I had some thoughts, I had some scribble down, and then I scratched them out. So no bets for me because I want to just, part of it is that I just want to watch this fight. And part of it is that Corey Sandhagen, who is my pick for this fight, is just a tough guy for me to bet on. So the things that I had written down, and I'm going to pull out my, my original sheet here, the things I liked, I liked Sandhagen by decision. That is a plus 170 prop. I also saw a 200 plus strikes, not significant strikes, 200 plus strikes prop at plus 100. I like both of those, but the more I got thinking about it, Corey Sandhagen is somebody that can finish, certainly. And if he finishes quickly, that plus 200, that 200 plus strikes prop goes out the window in a heartbeat, right? My guy, Dan Urban, hit me up last week after I made that Michael Chiesa 25 plus significant strikes bet and said, you're basically stealing money. And I said, well, unless he gets sparked early and he got sparked early. So I'm staying away from this fight. I'm staying away from those wagers. Shouts to Dan Urban. I appreciate you, my guy. We move to the co-main event, Jessica Andrade and Tatiana Suarez. Very similar to the main event. Ultimately, no bets. I think Suarez wins. She is a minus 400 favorite. I like the finish prop. It is at minus 140 as I set this all up today on Bet365, which is where I get my odds. I also like the individual round props. So plus 210 for round one, plus 400 for round two. But ultimately, I stayed away from it because I'm not 100% sure that Tatiana Suarez is back to being the fighter she was the last time we saw her in the strawweight division. The win over Montana De La Rosa earlier this year was a very good win. I think if she is right, she can dominate this fight and get a finish, but I'm not going to bank on it. I'm going to sit for one more fight, see what she delivers, see if Andrade has made some adjustments and fixed some of the challenges and some of the struggles that she had in these last couple fights, and just take in this fight to see where it sets us up in the division going forward. Light heavyweights Dustin Jacoby and Kennedy and Zechiku, 50 bucks. Kennedy and Zechiku to finish at plus 160, which is a return of $130. The reasoning here is pretty straightforward. I like Kennedy and Zechiku to win the fight. He's won his last three fights. He's won his last three fights by stoppage. I think Kennedy is one of those guys. And listen, Dustin Jacoby is difficult to put away. He's not a guy that you go out and finish in the UFC. But I think Kennedy has a different kind of power to him. I think he's got a very good sense of how to finish and when to finish and what to look for. I like the, the guillotine choke that we saw last time out, the ninja choke against Devin Clark. I think that's a possibility here, a, a submission finish. But I also think he can go out and just put big elbows on Dustin Jacoby along the fence at some point in this fight. So 50 to maybe turn into 130. I like that number. I like Inzechiku to win, so we play that finish prop. Featherweights, Diego Lopez and Gavin Tucker. This is a no-bet situation for me. I had none on it originally because as much as I think Diego Lopez wins this fight and probably wins it handily, I, I just need to wait and see. I talked about all week sort of the, the situation where you look great in a debut where no one is really expecting that much of you. And then the tendency is 
to inflate that performance and expect greater things. So for me, I want to take a step back, give Diego Lopez the chance to go out and compete on a full fight camp to show me that the effort we saw against Mavsari Vloyev is indicative of what we're going to get going forward. If it is, he will be somebody that I pay close attention to both as a fighter and as a potential bets guy going forward, depending on the matchups. But for right now, for this weekend, we just sit back, we keep the money in our pocket for other fights, including this next one. Light heavyweights, Tanner Boser, Alexa Kamer. I don't think very highly of Alexa Kamer as a fighter. I apologize to him and his family if that sounds harsh. I just don't think he is a guy that is capable of competing at this level. And after a multiple year layoff, I'm going a little bit hard on the Boser side. So 300 bucks on Tanner Boser on the money line at minus 115 returns $500. 50 bucks on Boser to finish at plus 250 returns 175. So all total, 350 out, 500 back if he wins for $150 profit and 675 if he wins by finish for a $325 profit. As I said, I just don't think Kamer is a guy, he wasn't prior to this layoff, a guy that I looked at and thought he's going to have a great deal of success in the UFC. He's now been off for multiple years. He's on a two-fight losing streak. He dealt with a bunch of hand issues. And for whatever struggles Tanner Boser has had, and he didn't look particularly good in his light heavyweight debut, he's earned victories in the UFC. He's an experienced guy, and I expect him to look much better this weekend. Alexa Kamer doesn't crack the way that Iwan Kutilaba does. At least he hasn't in the past. Additionally, I just don't, I just don't see that gym. And and again, not not meant disrespectfully, but I don't see a lot of talent coming out of strong style right now. Stipe Miacic is fantastic and did a lot to put that gym on the map. Jessica I had some success out of there. But since those two, we haven't seen a lot of high-level prospects or UFC success stories coming out of strong style. I think Tanner Boser goes out, gets himself a victory. I think he rolls. I think he dominates Alexa Kamer. I think he's got a point to prove this weekend after losing his light heavyweight debut. So give me 300 on the money line, 50 on the finish prop, 350 out, 675 if he wins by finish, 500 if he wins, just flat out wins. Let's see what we can do rolling with a Canadian. Main card opener, Ignacio Bahamundes and Ludovic Klein in the lightweight division. Staying away from this one. This is a situation for me where Bahamundes is too heavily favored for me to play the money line. And I'm just trying to stay away from chase and props, which sounds funny given that I just laid out a prop better too. And I've got some prop bets throughout this card, but I'm just trying to, with fights like this, just stay away from putting money out for the sake of putting money out. I think Bahamundes wins by decision, but I'm not going to go chasing that because Klein is a dangerous guy. Bahamundes is 25 years old, so mistakes can get made. So let's just sit and watch the fight. The same applies to the prelim closer at featherweight, Billy Quarantillo and Damon Jackson. I like Jackson. He is an underdog. There's underdog money to be made here, in my opinion. The money line is good at plus 150. Thought about it. It's on the it's on the sheet. You see me looking over here to my side to check out the sheet. It was there. 
But as I got writing it out, as I got thinking about it, Billy Q's dangerous. Billy Q's a guy that can go out and win this fight, certainly. And so don't chase. Don't chase. We've got some big bets throughout this card. Don't chase anything on a fight that I just want to see. I'm not 100% sold. Certain, I should say, that Damon Jackson goes out and wins this fight. I'd like him to. I like him as the underdog. I picked him on the punch drunk predictions. He is part of the parlays. But I'm just not chasing any secondary action with it. Move to bantamweight. Tyler Phillips and Haoni Barcelos. I've got $100 on Phillips on the money line at minus 200. It returns 150. I just think Tyler Phillips, if he is right, is significantly better than Haoni Barcelos at this point of their careers. Now, I know that's probably crazy to say as somebody that all week has been saying, is this guy going to ever take the next step? But I think he's going to take the next step. I think the last year and change for Kyler Phillips has probably been a little transformative, a little eye-opening, a little let me get out there and show just how good I can be. I think he does that on Saturday. So we'll see if we can turn $100 into a $50 profit and go from there. Move to the welterweight fight between Jeremiah Wells and Carlson Harris. This is where we are going our biggest. It is five units, $500 on Wells to finish at plus 150 for a return of 1,275 bucks. Jeremiah Wells is 4-0 in the UFC. He has three finishes. The one fight that he didn't finish was against Matt Semmelsberger last time out. Semme hasn't been finished in the UFC. He's a big, strong, tough, durable, absolute tank of a human being, difficult to put away. And so I don't fault him for that. Wells has nine finishes in 12 career victories, including a couple first round wins in the UFC. And I think he goes out and gets one against Carlson Harris, who for as good as he has been overall in the UFC, winning three of four, he hasn't faced to me this level of competition because I think highly of Jeremiah Wells. And so I think the Daniel Gracie representative goes out, gets a win, gets a finish. We cash that plus 155 finish prop and put a big old profit in the bank. Move to flyweight, Cody Durden versus Jake Hadley. 50 bucks on Hadley to finish at plus 110 to return 105. I just think what we've seen from Jake Hadley these last couple fights gives me confidence that he's able to go out and capitalize on a Durden mistake, not necessarily the way Muhammad Makayev did in Makayev's debut in London a couple years ago, but I think Jake Hadley is more dynamic in some ways and more varied in some ways than Makayev and is able to go out and find a way to finish. I think he stings Cody Durden on the feet and then catches him with a sub on the ground at some point. Durden's going to look to wrestle. He might leave that head out there. We might see a guillotine choke. We might see a darse or something like that. But I think Hadley has multiple ways to find a finish and get a finish. So 50 bucks at more than plus 100, more than double our money. Let's see if we can't cash on the British featherweight. Sean Woodson versus Dennis Bazookia in the featherweight division. This is a no-bet situation for me. It's a fight that came together on crazy short notice. Bazookia missed weight. I don't have a ton of confidence in Sean Woodson as a fighter in general, just because I haven't seen the consistency. So we stay away. Ode Osborne, Asul Almabayev in the opener at flyweight. 25 bucks on Osborne on the money line at plus 162, which returns 65.50. And 25 more on Osborne by decision 
at plus 600, which would return 175. 50 out, 65.50 in if he wins for a $15.50 profit. Profit is profit. We will take it. And 240.50 if he wins by decision, $190.50 profit. This is simply backing the guy that has been in the UFC and had success at this level before. Simple as that. I'm not sure what Almabayev brings to the table. He may go out and win this fight handily. We will see. It would be 50 bucks that goes out the window and we we don't get back. But I'm going to roll with the UFC veteran as opposed to the somewhat untested newcomer. Excuse me. Before we get out of here, we get to my favorite part of the day. My favorite part of this segment. The punch drunk prediction parlays. We hit one last week. Good times. Try to hit another one here. For those just tuning in for the first time, the way it works, we take the picks from the PDPs and we lay them out into a main card, a prelim, and a full card parlay. 10 bucks. Combine the odds together. We get some bigger payouts. If we get them right, we get bigger payouts. If we get them wrong, we had fun trying. So here's how it shakes out this week for UFC Nashville. The main card parlay, Corey Sandhagen, Tatiana Suarez, Kennedy and Zechiku, Diego Lopez, Tanner Boser, Ignacio Bahamundes. 10 bucks, combined odds of plus 906. So that $10 returns $100.61. On the prelims, Damon Jackson, Kyler Phillips, Jeremiah Wells, Sean Woodson, Jake Hadley, and O'Day Osborne, $10 parlay, combined odds of plus 3,979 for a return of $407.98. We hit the prelim parlay last week. It wasn't this big. It was all chalk. We've got a couple dogs in here, but we showed we could do it last week. So maybe we do it two weeks in a row. Brings us to the full card parlay. All of those same picks, Sanhagen, Suarez, Nzechiku, Lopez, Boser, Bahamundes, Jackson, Phillips, Wells, Woodson, Hadley, Osborne. 10 bucks. Combined odds of plus 40,916 for a return of $4,102.42. If we go 12 for 12, bringing in over $4,000 in return for a $10 wager. It's been a minute since it's happened. It's been quite a minute since it's happened. But we got part of one last week. We got close last week. And so we try again this week. Before we get out of here, a quick wrap-up of the bets this week. 50 bucks on Nzachiku to finish at plus 160. $300 on the Boser money line at minus 150. 50 bucks on Boser to finish at plus 250. 100 bucks on the Kyler Phillips money line at minus 200. 500 bucks, five units on Jeremiah Wells to finish at plus 155. 50 bucks on Jake Hadley to finish at plus 110, 25 bucks on Ode Osborne Moneyline, plus 162, and Osborne by decision at plus 600, which just feels like it's way too high for me. 10 buck main card, 10 buck prelim, 10 buck full card, punch drunk predictions parlay. We had a great week last week. Let's see if we can do it again this week. I am E. Spencer Kite. I appreciate you tuning in. This has been the Keyboard Kimura Betting Show presented by the people at One Bone. Check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Spencer Kite. Check them out at One Bone Brand. Rocking the new gear. Delivery came yesterday. Thank you, boys. Appreciate you. Sign up for all things Keyboard Kimura through that QR code if you're watching on the YouTube or at Spencer Kite 
www.substack.com. $0 subscription, $5 a month subscription, $50 a year subscription. However you sign up, however you consume my work, greatly appreciate it. Take care of yourselves, take care of one another, enjoy the fights. Good luck with the wagers. We'll talk to you on Sunday.